Welcome to season two of the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is July 8th, 2020. If you missed season one, you can always catch up to keep up. As I created this podcast initially because I was going through a midlife crisis and um, I didn't have anyone to talk to that was experienced in going through a midlife crisis. In fact, most people that I spoke to said that uh, if they did go through one, they didn't know about it. So I found a couple of YouTube videos and a couple of articles and a couple of therapists um, that uh, were informed about a midlife crisis. I even found some TED Talk episodes about midlife crisis and um, it helped me a little bit. The therapist that I was finding, um, they didn't look similar to me and they didn't sound similar to me and so I didn't get a therapist. I just went through it on my own by simply paying attention to what my soul was looking for and versus what my mind was telling me. And once I got to the third step of my midlife crisis, it just ended. I mean, it just all ended. And it took about a year for me to get through it. And so season two is more about the things that I learned and experienced um, on a day-to-day basis. So uh, this podcast is going to be a little bit different. And so I believe, I am a firm believer in uh, there's no such thing as a coincidence. I think that with universal law and everything being tied into one another and interchangeable, that everything is predestined to happen. And so anyone that comes across this particular podcast, it was meant for you to press that play button and listen to this podcast. There's something in it for you um, that's going to help you along your journey in life. So, I have dreams and I have a lot of them. And a lot of my dreams are premonitions. Some of them are in parables, and some of them are straightforward, verbatim, straightforward. And I can remember having dreams going all the way back to me being in elementary school. I remember there was a period of time where I was having three to five dreams in one night. And something that I've noticed over time is that the more devotion I give God, the more He speaks. Whether it's in a dream or um, it's straightforward, I could be reading something and something will stand out to me, a sentence, a phrase, the concept, the principle. 
things will be repeated multiple times. Like, um, if there's anything that God wants me to change, um, I notice that when I am devoted to God, God will repeat it multiple times. I'll give you an example. Like recently, I had spoken to two different people, and the both of them mentioned to me how I accuse people of things or blame people for things. And I, first of all, I didn't realize that I had even did that. And secondly, when I thought about it, I said, no, I don't blame people for things. Like the way I, I perceive it, I don't blame people for things. That's like saying something goes wrong in my life and I blame someone else for it. No, 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 no. That's not what I do. And to accuse somebody of something, I'm like, in my mind, to accuse somebody of something is saying, like, I already made up my mind that they're guilty of something when that's not the reality. And I'm saying, no, no, no. That's, I don't do that. But then I thought, if God is showing it to me with these two completely different people, then there's something that I need to take a closer look at. I am a firm believer that if everyone says the same thing, how can everybody be wrong? I have to take a closer look at myself. And and in more specific, I have to take a closer look at the decisions that I make for myself and the type of choices that I make for myself. So that's what I've been doing lately. Just taking a closer look at the decisions that I make for myself. <clears throat> I also notice over time that the more I drift away from God, the less God speaks. And how I drift away from God is by not including Him in my daily activities. Like let's say I'm washing dishes, cleaning, taking a shower, doing laundry, doing some reading, watching TV. I'm not including God. That's me drifting away from him. If I make a plan, I don't pray, you know, about the plan that I make for myself and include God in that plan. I just kind of go on and do my own thing. And, and there's times where I don't even think about God. And like days and weeks go by where not once does God enter my mind. And when I do that, when I'm not, devoting to God, when I'm not thanking God, when I'm not giving God glory for the things that he created, he speaks less. So when I notice that what I try to do is, and the key word is try, I try to lay on the floor and pray, or just pray. Um, I try to include God whatever it is that I'm doing throughout the day, picking out something to wear, whatever it is, I try to include God. And I try to read one scripture um, a day. Not even a scripture, like just the whole book, like Genesis 1. 
I try to read that whole thing. So my goal is to do that every day until December 31st, just to do those things. And so when I started doing it, and it's maybe been two or three weeks now, um, God started speaking to me more, more often. So now we get to the dream that I had, as this is one of the ways that God speaks to me. And I've had so many of them throughout my lifetime that I began to notice patterns. And um, like I said, some dreams that I have, they're straightforward. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a dreamer. Perhaps you've noticed that your dreams do come to fruition. Or maybe you just think dreams don't have a meaning at all. Uh, if you think that dreams don't have a meaning at all, even the weird ones that make no type of sense, I'm here to tell you that they do have a, a meaning. If you were to write them down or download an app, and this is what I did, I downloaded an app to do voice recordings only. And I voice record whatever it is that I remember about the dream. And I give it a title and I pay attention to what's going on in my life after I have that dream. And I'm able to correlate the meaning of the dream when it's in the form of a parable or even if it's just downright weird and make no sense. Like one time I had a dream that there was a flood in New York and it was going down one particular um, street or neighborhood and there were sharks in this water. And, it, and it, I remember it being at nighttime and to me the dream made no sense at all because New York don't have tsunamis and things of that sort. So um, as I watched my life, I began to realize that um, the reason why uh, it was nighttime in the dream was because I had enemies who were hiding. They were not uh, in the light. You know, there's a parable that says, everything done in the dark comes to light. So you don't know what's in the, in the darkness until it is exposed by light. And so that's how my enemies were. They were in the dark and they were not exposed until it was brought to light. The sharks in the dream symbolized how many people who were not my friends, they were actually my enemies. The sharks represented enemies. And the reason why there was water, it was to symbolize that God was with me. Water symbolized that God was with me. And even though I had enemies that were hidden uh, and did not know about it, El Roy the God who sees all things saw them and he wanted to make me aware that I had frenemies 
whom I did not know were my enemies. And so that's just an example of how, you know, a ridiculous dream actually does have a meaning. So let me get into the dream that I had last night. Before I do, let me say this. There's been times where I had dreams where I was walking around and I didn't have no shoes on and I was trying to get to a destination in my dream and um, I couldn't make it to my destination and I was barefooted and uh, there was one dream in particular where I said you know I have got to stop walking around in my dreams with no shoes on like I literally said this in my dream and uh, I said to myself at least I can get a pair of socks on my feet because I can't walk on the ground in dirt and in rubble you know with my bare feet there was another time I had a dream where I was trying to get from one destination to another and I was walking down the block and I had no shoes on but in these dreams where I was walking barefooted, I never did make it to a destination. I woke up from the dream. And so to not have any shoes on in a dream speaks of no spiritual home and a need to have a spiritual home. There's a reason why God wants people to have a spiritual home, no matter what a person religion is. And there's something that I've noticed a long, long time ago about religion. Whether the person is Hindu, a monk, a Muslim, a Christian, uh, um, um, what's this other one? Muslim, whatever, whatever religion it is, you have to have a spiritual home. All roads lead to God. No matter what religion it is, all roads lead to God. And in different cultures, in different parts of the world, they actually give Jesus a different name. I found that to be interesting. But the bottom line is all roads lead to God. There's only one God. That's the point. There's only one God. And so... If you had dreams where you was walking around barefooted, I want to tell you that, first of all, you need to get closer to God because He is your spiritual home. And secondly, you need to find yourself a mosque, a temple, a church, something. You need to be a member of something. There is a reason why God wants you to have these things. And one day, if you don't already know the answer, one day you will discover why. As for me, the reason why God wants me to be a member of a church is because I have to be separated from the world, even though I live in the world. I don't live in a fantasy world. I live in the world. And I am the salt 
let me rephrase that. God created me to be the salt of the earth, to be a light in this world. We look around and we see all the hate and anger and injustice and prejudice, prejudices and racism and division and separation and just pure wickedness. People are always wicked all the time. But with one person, just one, who is a light, a, a beacon of light, a light of hope, a light of joy, a light of happiness, when you can't physically see God, it just makes things so much better. And so I have to be a member of a church to keep that light shining. If I go about my life in the world looking like other people, then how can someone who's looking for hope differentiate light from dark? If you're in darkness all the time, all you see is darkness until you get a glimmer of hope by seeing that light. And that is who God created me to be. So, let me go to this dream that I had. So, in my dream, uh, it was four scenes in this dream. And in the first scene, I was talking to um, my spiritual mother. And I was asking her for some help to uh, make a decision about what it is that I want to do concerning the things that God wants me to do in my lifetime. In the second scene of the dream, my acquaintance, Tone, his name is Tone, and he said to me, where is my daughter? He just kept repeating it. Where is my daughter? Where is my daughter? But he was speaking of a daughter that's not his biological daughter. And I said to him, I don't know where she's at. And he just kept repeating it. Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? And I kept saying to him, I don't know where she's at. So I said, drive me over here and let me go and find your daughter. And as we were driving down the road, he was speeding. However, there had just been a snowstorm, and it was slippery. The roads were slippery, and I kept telling him to slow down, but he would not slow down. We made it to the destination without getting to, into a car accident, and I was happy for that. And so I got out of the car, thinking I'm going to help this guy find his daughter. And then the scene changed. And I was in a room, and the mother of this daughter was there crying her heart out about the death of her daughter. She was crying and crying and crying and crying, and I did not know how to help her. All of a sudden, God decides to take over my body and use my body as a conduit 
conduit. And he began to speak. And my eyes was closed. But Elroy, the God who sees all things, his eyes was open. And he saw everything that was happening in that room. He was aware of every particle of air in that room in which direction it was going the colors the flooring the walls what the woman was wearing her hair every fiber of her being he was completely aware of it all and he began to speak and when he first started talking to her he was consoling her after he was done consoling her, he began to, to, I don't even want to use the word chastise. That's too strong of a word. I think that I want to just use the word stern. He was just very stern with her. And he pointed at her and he says, shut up. You sob as if she belonged to you. And then the woman has stopped crying. And after that strong rebuke, God began to uh, give her a word of encouragement, in which I don't even remember what that was. When I woke up, I said, my God. First of all, I don't remember God ever saying to anyone, shut up. It's possible that I don't remember it. 100% possible. The Bible says, let God be true and every man be a lie. I just don't remember him ever telling anyone, shut up. And the part where he said, you 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 sob he used the word sob and i meant to look up the definition of sob because i know that when god uses specific words it's for a reason and i wanted to know why did he use the word sob instead of using the word cry right and he said you sob as if she belonged to you and that part told me that even our children, even though we give birth to them, they do not belong to us. They belong to God. We do not belong to ourselves. We belong to God. That's what that told me. Another thing that it told me was that we can't esteem something in our hearts Higher than we esteem God, God will take it away. The Bible says that God is a jealous God. And our human emotions will never comprehend why God do the type of things that he do. Our human emotions will never allow us to comprehend 
why God does the type of things that he do. And so what I want to learn from this particular dream is to not highly esteem something more than I highly esteem God. I don't want to put anything above God. Not myself. Definitely not myself. I always want to stay out of my own way. I don't want to be prideful. I want to be humble. I don't want to be arrogant or conceited. I want to be humble. I don't want to be lofty. I want to be humble. Uh, I don't want to boast about the things that God has allowed me to accomplish. I want to be humble. I want to be humble because um, I don't want God to break me in that manner. I don't. I never want to value material things and money more than I value God because I don't want God first of all I don't want God to take it away to be honest with you I mean I like my things the little bit that I do have I do like it and I want to be comfortable but I always want to um, put God first um, if God told me to give something away I'd probably cry, <laughs> give it away, but I'll give it away. Even though I'll cry, I'll give it away because I don't want God to, to I don't want God to break me in, in that way. You understand what I'm saying? So I want to try to always keep it in the front of my mind that I may like my home. I may like my vehicle, I may like my credit score, you know, I may like knowledge, I may like wisdom, I may like understanding, um, I may like my husband, I may like my children, I may like my friends and my family members, but I need not to put any of that uh, above God or before God. I really need not to do that because I don't want no bad experience. I don't want, you know, to be broken. You know, when God breaks you of something, that breaking hurts. I remember when God had actually broke me of being prideful. It was over a washing machine. And I had to get rid of my washing machine, and I had it for over 10 years. Not of my own accord, but because I was forced and then I was embarrassed to go to the laundromat. I was so angry and so bitter over that. And so I realized that it was God breaking me of pride. And so I don't want that for myself again. I really don't. So I share all of this with you in hopes that um, this will help you. Uh, one of my heart's desires is for you to see the mistakes that other people make and learn from it and to not go through 
that type of pain as a personal experience. Be understanding by putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Whether you see their pain or whether you see their happiness. Learn from somebody else's experience by putting yourself in their shoes. And that's what I wanted to share with you. So dreams, they have meaning. They're not just a frivolous thing, a meaningless thing, a pizza dream. Oh, I had a dream. It doesn't mean anything at all. Not so. God is always speaking, especially in this hour. You look at the Z generation, how they're standing up and calling people out. They're even calling out their own parents. A couple of years ago, um, God was very, very prominent um, with uh, letting people know that he was going to raise up a younger generation who were going to be bold. And sure enough, they turned 18 (laughs) and they are bold. Some of them aren't even 18 years old. They're, you know, 15, 16 years old and standing up to their parents and classmates and neighbors and saying, what you've done is wrong. God put that there. It's for a reason. And so we're just coming into a time in this world where there's going to have to be unity. No matter what religion, no matter what race, no matter what age. There's going to have to be unity. And there has to be a shaking up of things and life as you know it in order to bring uh, unity. Because everybody is different. Everybody has a difference of opinion. Everybody has, you know, uh, just different things that they envision for themselves and for their lives. And so not all the time that people will be in agreement with each other or even compromise. So it's coming. We're getting closer to it. The question just becomes, what's at the end of that road and will you live long enough to see it? So I hope this has helped you. I hope this answered some of your questions and gave you some clarity and some insight. Shalom.